Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan, and we have... Veronica. Say hello, Veronica. Hello. And we have Joe. I almost called him Joseph. I'm not sure why. Say hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Oh, wait. Hello. <laughs> oh, the jokester of the crowd. Um, actually, didn't you get jokester one year for high school? I, I did get think. class clown, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you did. Yeah, it still applies. I think that was much funnier than... No, I think, see, it's different. You're witty now as you're older. You were funny back then. There's a difference. I've developed my, my, my games. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome for that ego boost. Um, before we get started with <laughs> the topic, bless you. Bless you. Um, what has everybody Thank been you. doing this week? Uh, we'll start with, um, we'll start with Sneezy. What what did you do um what did you do this week? <laughs> uh a whole lot of sneezing. No, I I <laughs> I had a relatively quiet week. I had at mm-hmm. least during the week. Uh didn't didn't do a whole heck of a lot aside from work, which is, you know, just just the norm. I went to a really, really fun wedding last night. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Then I you know, did a little yoga this morning with the wife. Look at you. Feeling good. Oh. Feeling, feeling rejuvenated, yeah. Hey. Um, we can get into it now. Did you watch anything? Movies or TV? Um, I, yeah, I, I, we finished the 9-11 documentary. That was mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty wild, yeah. I, I have to say that was pretty wild. Um, I really enjoyed so it. Good, though, did a right? good job of that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, How hard that was you really cry when when you um, heard about that story of that that um, was he a cop? The one that was like helping the lady and then found out that his sister was in the plane. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was ugly crying because that was just like I'm getting teary thinking about it. Like, I can't even imagine trying to help someone on the ground and. All the while, your your own sister is in a, in one of those planes. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of a lot of like anecdotal stories there that were just like mm-hmm. they were very powerful, very powerful stories. Yeah, it was a it was a really 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 um, mm-hmm. well well put together and and thoughtful documentary. I, I really enjoyed it. And I like that it was about the people on the ground as opposed to the hijackers or um, I mean I, I do want to know about the people that perish but I also want to know what happened to everybody else there's not a lot of stories about what happened with everybody else you know like, like yeah. that woman covered in dust head to toe and then she saw the paramedic that saved her like that was amazing I, I didn't know all that shit it was so oh yeah, my god was- 
a lot of great glad you stories, liked it. and yeah, it was good. It was really well done. Nice. Um, and that's about it. That's about all I watched. I have time. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, get ready. Red Manifest is coming out with season four. I know you're excited. I'm excited for that you. That is not. <laughs> that is not my cue. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> Veronica, how was your week? Uh, a nightmare. Oh no! <laughs> it was a very very rough week. Um, oh wait, I think I know what you're about so to say. Yeah. I have a car in New York City because I need to go mm-hmm. um, be able to go to Virginia to take care of my parents um, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. So my husband went to the car uh, last week, I guess, or yeah, mm-hmm. um, and discovered a note. A note said that, hey, your car was in a hit and run. Here's life. <gasps> so the front of my car is completely wiped. And it was parked in the middle of the block, so that person must have been very drunk. And we had packed on the car, like, late that night, so it happened, like, in the middle of the night. So, uh, But I have to say shout-out to the Good Samaritan who actually got the license. Thank you. Because that didn't um, happen to me when mine was hit, but yeah, that's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so like, it was like that. critical that my already mm-hmm. terrible junk car got hurt, but it's like mm-hmm. the only thing I got because I can't afford a car, um, like another one, because I got that one mm. like, just like for free. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like, but yeah, it was still like there's still good people out there, even though there's also very, very, very terrible people that destroy mm-hmm. things. I just hope that they didn't hurt anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope they get their license revoked. <laughs> and maybe some right. um, anal herpes would be nice on top of that. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Damn. She just went right to yeah. the jugular. She didn't even like... Yeah, I'm like, get after I'm gonna, it. I'm just, wow. Like, like all these a-holes. So speaking of a-holes, so then a couple yeah. days after that, um, I went to go, like, um, pick up, like, groceries, whatever. Like, in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Walking. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, from behind, someone just, like, runs up and just slams me. Oh, me. So I was, like, like bruised. My shoulder was, like, kind of fucked up for, like, a couple days. So... And it's like, the thing is, if I had known they were coming, I could have defended them. But you're not expecting someone to, like, because there was no one around me when I, like, and then all of a sudden there was, like. And they were probably filming it for TikTok. I didn't see them either. So it's like, he was behind me, so. Oh, my God. I'm I'm so sorry. So, yeah. And Mm. and I've never been attacked my whole life. Like, you know, not going, you know, that was gratefully. But still, it's like. Right. I don't know. Like, I wasn't really hurt. I was like, it was more shooken up and bruised, like mm. a little sore. Nothing, no blood or anything. Like I was able to catch myself. Thank God. Hey, then, no, because I caught my balance pretty quickly. Oh my um, God! Oh my God! But it's just scary, you know. And then the person was like, so when I confronted them, you know, I was with my husband, and I was like, well, like, what the fuck? Like, why did you do that? You know? And then they're like, mm-hmm. acting like we attacked them. <laughs> Like, people are insane. What? They, like, they were like, on something, and they definitely have some sort of, like, mental problems. 
they just started just and screaming this is just like all this on racist the street? stuff. Yeah, this is just like at the bodega. Like right outside the bodega. And they're just like screaming, saying all this racist stuff to me and my husband. Um and then uh we thought it was done, you know? You know, they moved on. Then they came back and started screeching at us again and then started throwing like um the grocery basket at us. Like the oh whole bunch, you know, like God. a back grocery basket at bodega. And I was like mm-hmm. this person was clearly insane. I guess they thought I was gonna back down because I'm like an Asian woman or whatever, but I'm not gonna put mm, That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, they're clearly all talk because once we confronted them, then they like backed up, but they're just freaking out, you know? Like it's just like mm-hmm. it's just very unsettling. And then the next day, my husband was biking in the neighborhood, and they saw mm-hmm. them like go after another Asian woman. So like I think <gasps> it was a kind of hate crime. But it's definitely yeah. a hate crime. It's not bad because now I have to go to the police. But before I was like, well, maybe they had whatever. They're like mentally ill, had a bad day, you know. They're minorities. No, I wish no. they would get. I'll do that, but like if I said they're like but clearly targeting Asian women, then I'm like, now I have to mm-hmm. go to the police and file a report. So like, great. Yeah. More. So I had to go to the police station twice. <laughs> once for my car and once for myself. Uh. And for us other people. They, like, know you by first name. Hey, Veronica, you're in here again. (laughs) No, they don't. They don't care. They're just terrible police. Oh, my gosh. You're making me do paperwork. Damn. Go write the report. And then the crazy thing is, so yesterday I had to, like, go to rehearsal, and then I came back, Mm -hmm. and I go on Facebook, and my friend who lives in the neighborhood posted that this person got arrested for punching Asian people, like, in the neighborhood. Karma. But the problem, it was a different person. Uh, oh. I'm like, I'm. But they're gonna, they're gonna rat on the other person. Don't worry, they'll rat on the other person. Don't oh, worry. I mean, they know. Exactly. Like scary exactly. Unhinged people. Mm-hmm. During a pandemic. Yeah. Nonsense. I was like, I like these fuckers better not give me COVID. It's the whole thing. I don't know what year it was, but many years ago, I was walk- I walked in a um, loco, which is um, kind of like Chipotle but better, um, downtown Boston, and I was on actually on a date, and I walked in, and we were standing in line, and we got our food, and we were about to sit down, and this guy came in, and he was on something, and he charged at me and pushed my face against the window. And was like, you fucker. I'm like, Ugh. And my date froze. Froze. And I'm like, get off me. I was so calm about it. I remember, I'm like, get wow. off me. And then he got off and he's like, I don't want to see you again. I'm like, bye. And then he left. And the staff is like, did you know that person? I'm like, nope. I have no idea who he is. And my date was like, are you okay? And I looked at him, and then I kind of laughed because he didn't do anything. He just stood there and let me get assaulted. And they asked oh me God. if I, like, they were trying to, like, talk to me as I was leaving. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. So I don't even know what happened after that, but that happened, like, 2008, 2009. So, yeah, it happened. That's right. 
and he was definitely on something. That guy was up close to me. He, his pupils were huge, I remember, and he had blonde hair, and it was like dyed blonde, so it like could have had a to- it could have used a toner, and he had facial hair. I remember everything, and yeah, I was like, ooh, I probably shouldn't like scream and yell at him because he's on something and I'll probably like eat my neck or something. So yeah, so I can relate. That was crazy. But, yeah, I just feel like the um, pandemic definitely stinks worse because a lot of people are on oh, the yeah. street because of COVID, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That normally would be the high bars or yeah. in some sort of... Situation. I agree. So, because um, my neighborhood's like normal Like, I, I was totally taken surprise. Sorry, that happened. That, yeah, no That's disgusting. It's disgusting. It really is. Anyway. Um, what did I do this week? I found out that we are going to be home another month for work, so I'm excited about that. Um, Hopefully, they just make it permanent because I just, I don't, I love working from home. Like, you have no idea. I feel like I am, this is the craziest thing. I feel like I'm more focused when I'm at work or when I'm at home working because the times that we went I went to the office to work. I felt like, I mean, I still worked, obviously, but I just felt a little bit distracted. And even though, like, the TV's on in the background, I just feel so comfortable at home. And I get so much done, and I feel just, like, in my element. I don't know. I love working from home. Um, but, yeah, we're, um, we're home another month, which was great to hear. I did this post last week I felt like a lot of people have characterized trans women being murdered as immediately they would say oh well she just probably didn't tell somebody or the man that killed her that she's trans Um, actually that's not what happened I started doing research on most of them there was like 40 or so trans women that were murdered most of them were killed by their partners, their male partners. A couple of them were killed by their um, their male partners who had girlfriends who didn't want their relationship coming out. A couple of them were killed by um, accidents. So one of, well, sort of, one trans woman was being chased by transphobes. She ran into traffic and got hit by a drunk driver. Um, another one was killed by her lesbian girlfriend. Another was killed by her lesbian girlfriend's um, ex-girlfriend. Like, just, it ran the gamut. But there was not one, oh, I didn't know she was trans, so I killed her. There wasn't one. So we have to change the narrative. I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of educating people on it. Do your research. As Lizzo said, Google is free. Like, it really is. Just do a a couple clicks on the keyboard and you'll find out what you need. Um, Another thing that I did yesterday, which was amazing. So I have a 
niece by love that goes to West Springfield School and another niece by love that goes to East Long Meadow School and their cousins. And they are in the Pee Wee cheerleading team. So um, I actually watched a Pee Wee football game and, you know, both of my nieces have so much sass that they remind me, like, I think I'm their mother, but I don't know how that happened. Um, but also, as I'm watching the game, they were saying the names of the cheerleaders, and they said Ava, and Ava is my cousin on my mother's side, daughter. So literally, I knew three of the cheerleaders, and then I saw my cousin Tori, who was there, so it was just, like, the cutest little thing, like, seeing all these, like, I've never been to a football game. Like, I think I went to one in high school. But this one was so cute, and the cheerleaders were all, like, into their routines and everything. And, again, the staff coming from my nieces, I just, yeah, I just loved it. And then I was supposed to go to a Jack and Jill after, but I decided not to just because I just... I don't know. I just like to relax. And Veronica had no idea because I was about to tell her. She has no idea what Jack and Jill is. I think it's like a New England thing. So a Jack and Jill is a party it's like a, that... It's like a Western Mass, Northern Connecticut at the most type of thing. Yeah. It's not even New York. I don't even think they have it in New York or New Jersey. You no, might be right. No, it's anyway. not. It's not a, it's well, not a thing everywhere else. Possible. Hmm. It's basically a party to raise money for last-minute things for a wedding. So you sell tickets. If you're part of the wedding party, you sell tickets. People get, um, I don't know, it's like, what, $25, Joe, per ticket? And it's, you yeah, go, it's usually like $20, $25, yeah. And then you go to the party, and you get food. They play raffle games and whatnot. And because you have your ticket, you could possibly win one of those, you know, raffle prizes. Um, I decided not to go, but it's the woman that does my eyebrows. She does my lashes. Um, she's my sister by love. And so maternal cousin's girlfriend, sorry, fiance. And I just decided not to go. I just kind of, and um, apparently I... I missed a good time, so darn it. So it's money for the wedding, and then you all have to spend money at the wedding? This just makes no sense to me. Thank you. It's a cash okay. grab. Okay. It's a cash grab. Okay. Very suburban thing. That makes no sense. Okay. Yeah, it's a cash grab. Yeah, it's disgusting. When Ooh. I have my Jack and Jill, it's just going to be like you can come and eat food and hang out with me. Um, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, wait. Well, Veronica, you know what I the thing is ask. about those two? Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that the thing about Jack and Jill's is they – so obviously you buy the ticket. That's supposed to go towards, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the couple getting married. Then you buy the raffle, you know, the raffle tickets, and they're all donated. So, the you know, again, that cash is supposed to be going towards the, the party getting married. And then on top of that, you're, there's, a, there's usually when you um, – when you do a 50-50 raffle at these things, there's mm-hmm. also, there's a, there's like an obligatory 
again, it's cash grab where if you win the 50-50, you're supposed to give the other 50 to the to the wedding party. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> then, just, then just why do you call it a 50-50, you shade ball? I'm just saying. I called this out. This is terrible. Terrible. Typically, there's a, but typically they're supposed to be just because when you're at the wedding, you really don't get to really interact with the bride and groom. This is mostly what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed in recent years it's become about money grabs. It's supposed to be just a little party to meet the two people and hang out with them more than you would at the wedding. That's what it's supposed to be. So I don't know why it changed. I don't understand. It's different, different from that. And it's way different. It's just supposed to be a party. Engagement parties are more you're giving gifts. I don't know. There's so many freaking gifts. Bridal shower, engagement party. I just, I can't. Listen, I am it's single. Like, like, I don't understand gender reveal. <laughs> like, oh, gender reveal parties. my God. So they are, so, well, first of all, we need to call them sex reveal parties, but people don't want to call exactly. it that because That's, that sounds inappropriate. Thank you. So, anyway. Ooh, girl. And I'm like, girl, the baby shower. Why do you get to get a real real party on top of the baby shower? Girl. People need to stop it. taking money. Girl. <laughs> and not only that, gender reveal parties in California have become dangerous. They started forest fires. Yeah, all over. People <laughs> are, like, sending the on fire and killing people. Yeah. So, so um, heterosexual people having babies, stop with the gender reveals. Just cut open a cake. You don't need to do all this balloon popping and 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 pyrotechnics. Stop it! Stop it! Just cut open a cake, all right? Ugh. Anyway, I also I is. also want to say Sex reveal. I want to say one yeah, more go ahead. one more thing about these. The biggest scam of them all is when you have yes. a Jack and Jill, and then you also have because it's it's meant to take place of a bridal shower. And, uh, when you have and, both. and I, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. And so or, I'm sorry, it's meant to take place of bachelor and bachelorette parties. Really? But what makes you, yeah. What makes well, you crazy. Fair, then. Is, that's like, it's too much before the wedding. Yeah. Like and then, can... and then what ends up happening, you have a bridal shower, you have a, you have, and then the couples that have the, both the bachelor and bachelorette party, you end up spending so much money mm-hmm. on this couple getting married. And it's like, and then you have to go to the wedding and give a gift, and it's like, just how much, how much do you need to celebrate? I don't, yeah, I don't get so, it. Oh, oh, half of them don't end in divorce, so what would you mm-hmm. put all the money in for? Yeah, so that couple, that couple that did that invoice, those people, did they show up at your Jack and Dill? Did they show up at your engagement party? Did they show up at your bridal? party because if they did all those and just didn't show up at your wedding shame on you i understand it was a joke but shame on you like oh yeah anyways um veronica i forgot to ask through all those chaos did you enjoy a moment of solitude and watch a show or a movie something to relax you uh well i always watch what we do in the shadows okay and like guilty pleasure is the mass singer Mm-hmm. And that's back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just love 
the costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Season one was out of control. Like the pe- I just remember the peacock. I was like, oh my god, that's gorgeous. Remember like Kermit the Frog? That was amazing coming out of that big old turtle. Oh yes. And what about um? I'm sorry, but the other one besides Peacock, I love the lion costume. It was yeah. Rumor Willis looked so um like I thought it was like the cover of Beyonce's album. Um, I'm forgetting the, the name of it, Spirit or whatever. Oh my god, it was like so gorgeous. She she almost looked like the sun, which was weird because she was supposed to look like a lion. I don't know. I was confused a little bit, but um, thank God. Also, and I talked I about this before. My Asian dad, Asian TV dad. Oh my God, is he not the funniest person? Joe, have you ever seen I, the show? Wouldn't we be on a sitcom together? Yes. What show is yes, that? Yes, you would. The Mask Singer. I mean, I've it's seen when, like, semi-celebrities dress yeah. up in these amazing costumes and sing, and yeah. to, they have to kill yeah. the celebrity. They have a was, formula. Um, was was have, Gronk like, on it? Yes. 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 Yes, yes, yes. They have sort of a Did formula. Like, they'll have, this insane. They'll have, the like, a couple of um, sports figures. They'll have one legend, one old school legend. Every season they do this. One old school legend. They'll have a pop diva, like upcoming diva sort of. They'll have a huge comeback diva. And then they'll have like a smattering of YouTube people and some TV stars. And then they'll even throw in people you had no idea could sing. Um and, of course, a rapper. A rapper has to be in it, and he sings. But I think my favorite, like, gasp moment was, um, oh, what? I'm trying to think of the mask they wore. Uh, sing. Sing. Uh, T-Pain. I didn't know he could sing because he uses autotune so much. I was like, wait, who is that? And every season, we think that somebody is Jamie Foxx, Every single season, <laughs> and and Ken, well, Doctor Ken, because it, it keep on. I like, know it will be. Mm-hmm. It will be, yeah. And Ken has this catchphrase: "I know exactly who this is," and he's. I'm gonna say ninety nine point nine percent of the time wrong, and it's just hilarious because he is so confident in his answer. He's just like, yeah, but welcome to the Mass Singer, Bjork. Like, Bjork ain't going to be on the Mass Singer. Would you stop? Like, <laughs> He's good at guessing um, sports guys, like Sometimes. basketball people. Yeah, agreed. He is good at guessing the sports guys, but he just goes off the rails. He'll be like, he reminds me of Donald, Don Cheadle's character from The Oceans, where he'll say one thing and it'll lead to, like, six different things, and then you get something else. And we're just like, Ken, what are you doing? How did you get from this to this? But he knows exactly who it is every time, but he never does. He did, like like I said, like one time he got it exactly right, and nobody else guessed it. 
And I was like, damn, he's, that's, that's a good ear. Well, then you got to watch like, the premiere yeah. then. He actually got one right and other people didn't get right for one of the yeah. people. The, right. The real. Yes. I have to watch the second episode because I forgot to watch. I forgot it was like a split um, premiere, so I forgot to watch it. Oh, yeah, the second one, the reveal for that was, wow, that was iconic. I got to get with it, get with it, get with it. Oh, my God. Oh, so God. Um, like, blew my mind. I can't believe it. What else did you watch besides that, besides those two? Oh, I've been getting into, like, I love period dramas. So I was, mm. like, watching Outlander because it's on Netflix now, and I had no idea. Oh, and I just discovered. my God. The show is so intense. I know, <laughs> but it's, like, good. I think. Tobias should have won an Emmy for that show instead of The Crown yeah. because I felt like he was so, like, if any of you have Hateful. ever seen Outlander, picture the most evil, rotten, disgusting person and multiply that by 100, and that is Jonathan. This guy was so sadistic. I mean, he let's just say it. He even raped a man. Like, this guy was evil. He raped the man himself. Like he and enjoyed the most. E- oh my god! Oh, but so hard. I'm I don't, I don't know that. why he doesn't get rec- recognition for that role. He is by far leaps and bounds better than he was as Prince Philip. I'm sorry. Like he was great as Prince Philip, but he was Jonathan was so evil, so sadistic. I just holy moly, wow. But. Um, just so that you know, Tobias um, likes my tweet. What's that? I wanted Michael K. Williams to win. I mean, yeah, we'll that get into that. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Outlander, anything else? Uh, so on the period dramas, I also, like, watched the first episode, oh, of uh, Cook of Castamar. It's a Spanish hmm. period drama. I've never heard of that. Really good. Plus, it's nice hmm. to see it in Spanish, not just like British English. Right. Nice. And then, okay. oh, I also tried watching White Lotus because everybody said how amazing it is, but I hate it and I can't get through it. Oop. Wow. Because it's just about rich people being awful. White rich people being awful. I'm like, okay, I don't. I live that life. I don't need to. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we can turn on the, the local news for that. Yeah. <laughs> Or the people I have to deal with in my industry. Oh, anyway. Right. But, I mean, you know, there's definitely, like, amazing actors in it. But it's just, I can't get through it. Mm. Good deal. Um, I'm trying to think. What did I watch? Um, the Masked Singer. Oh. So... I got hooked on Power, and so I've been watching Power. And then when that show ended, I watched Power Book 2, and that has been done for the season, and now Power Book 3 called Raising Canaan. And let me just tell you, that show blew up last week. So, um, wait, did I talk about this before? I feel like I talked about this before. I don't remember you talking about it before. That's weird. Um, I think there social was, media, but not on the Oh, okay. So there was a character 
on it named Uncle Marvin. And Uncle Marvin is stereotypical black drug dealer in the 80s. His sister is the head. He's the second in charge. He's the oldest, but somehow his sister got the business, whatever. He's not jealous. He's not mean or anything. He's a normal guy, you know, normal guy from that era. Well, he found out that his daughter, his teenage daughter, is a lesbian. And he went in her room and saw a tape of her singing with one of her girlfriends. And he flipped out and he, like, destroyed her room. And then when she came home, he damn near choked and was just, like, evil to her. And she was just, like, she walked out and he's, like, they call her jukebox because she can sing anything. And he's, like, juke, juke, juke. So I'm watching. I'm, like, damn, what an asshole. So, you know, whatever. Clicked it off, did the show. After the show, let me tell you, everybody was after Uncle Marv. Everybody was tearing this man down. And I'm talking, all of the fans of the show were like, I used to roll with Uncle Marv. Now I can't stand him. How can you do that? They were tagging the actor. His name is London Brown. He was posting about it. He's like, damn, I didn't realize that y'all would go so hard on Uncle Marv. He wasn't defending Uncle Marv, but he was just, like, shocked at the um, the press he was getting. And I was shocked, too, because a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, nobody would say boo to this man. People would be like, yeah, she shouldn't be gay. Like, people would be siding with him. But today, 2021, people were dragging Uncle Marv. And I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked by it. Um, I was happy, but shocked. Um, I was glad that people were dragging the character and not the actor, because sometimes, especially when you watch daytime, people get that confused. This one guy actually called one of the daytime actors the N-word for his character being bad, which was really strange. So I was really... I was proud of the progress, Um, but, yeah, that was crazy. Um, Excited to watch this week. I'm trying to think what else I watched. Still catching up on Days of Our Lives, and I think that's it. Um, I do watch a show, and we can talk about it pretty quickly. I do watch a show called 25 Words or Less, and it's a show where you get a list of clues, and you have to, um, let's say you give, or you get five answers, and you have to say, you can only say up to 25 words to get these people to guess these five answers. Well, one person that was on it recently was Willie Garson. And I'm, I'm saying recently as in a couple of weeks ago. And to hear that at, what, 57, he passed away, I was shocked. And this is just another celebrity death that shocked me. And not only did he pass away at 57, he was battling cancer this entire time. So when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, he had cancer and he was battling it. When he was 
filming the reboot of Sex and the City, he had cancer and he was battling it. And just, wow. Um, his famous, like, I remember him from, obviously, Sex and the City. But, yeah, I remember him from 25 Words or Less. Those are the two projects that I remember most from. Um, Veronica, what do you have to say about good old Willie? I mean, it's just sad to see all these, like, amazing character actors gone. I know. I mean, I'm not really, like, familiar with her because I didn't really watch Sex and the City. Um, mm. But, I mean, it's definitely somebody I've seen pop up, like, several places. And he's always, like, so hilarious. I was shocked he was straight. Like, when I can't stop, he was straight, I was shocked. <laughs> He was gay this whole time. And then they're like, oh, he's straight. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cancer yeah. sucks. Get screened, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, anywho. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts on good old... I know you're a Sex and the City fan. We've talked about it before. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna profess my uh, undying love for Sex in the City or uh, pretend that I was a, a big Willie Garson fan. I will, I will say, obviously, it's it's never. You never want to hear this type of news when someone passes away, especially someone that was an iconic character. Or, you know, was an iconic character in a certain show. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it it goes without saying. Obviously, you you. You don't want to hear that type of news about anybody, um, mm-hmm. so it's sad to hear. But you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect my viewing of uh, of Sex in the City. I'm sorry to report. What is that supposed to mean? Your wife is gonna force you to watch it. So what are you talking about? Um, I've got news for you. There is no forcing me to watch anything. Okay. So after this, I'm going to talk to Jenna, <laughs> and his, his attitude is going to change. R- right. His attitude will change, y'all. Don't worry. He'll be watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I get a roll on it, you'll watch it, right? If you get a roll on it, yeah. like if I'm personally invested, absolutely, I'll watch something. But of course. Um, yeah, if we're, if we're talking about like my, my interest in watching a show or movie, it's it, there has to be something there, and that is not not it. <laughs> wow. Anyways, he's lying. And um, the sequel is called "In Just Like That," and he will be Stanford will be on the show, but they're obviously. I hope they kind of address his death. And yeah, wow, it's sad. Pretty sad. He. Uh, I remember. The biggest news I remember is that he adopted a a son as a single man. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And the son was like seven at the time. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. And so now his adopted son doesn't have a parent again, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I want to start off with a story that is, Probably the funniest story we've talked about in a while, because um, we have a couple of you know, a couple of tough subjects. So um, a Boston school was taking um, a field trip, 
And, um, I mean, there was a shortage of buses. So they decided to rent out a couple of party buses. And (laughs) I'm just trying to picture my class with Joe being on this type of bus. The party bus had stripper poles in them. So, (laughs) I mean, what are you going to do? It's a, like... Yeah, you can you imagine, Joe? Oh my God, that would have like uh, our it, class would have had so much fun. Like I think it's I think hilarious. Go ahead. I'm I'm envious. Um, I, yeah. I think it's hysterical. Um, I, I, you know, when you, when you think about. Uh, Field trips in general, usually like depending on where you're going or how long the the trip is. But if you get, mm-hmm. you know, we're in we're in crazy times right now. So, you know, frankly, this this story doesn't really surprise me that much. But no, um, but I can just imagine like being a kid on that bus, and I would have I would have had a blast. I, I really would have. I think it's hysterical. And um, listen, you got to make do. You got to find transportation. Uh, and you got to practice your skills. What, like, you got to learn somewhere. There's going to be at least a couple of kids who end up, you know, they end up seeing that this is a great career path for a little while. It's college, like everyone else does. <laughs> I mean,. Magic Mike had to start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's That's hilarious. Right. And I just kept thinking, like, what if Ag- this happened to Agawam School? Who would be on that poll? I'm thinking Brillo would have definitely been on that poll. I could think of 100%. probably at least half of our class, yeah. The other yeah. thing, too, and this is <laughs> – there's probably a lot of people that would have done it. But the thing I was thinking about was – when when we were back in high school, and you know now we're mm-hmm. talking, you know almost almost thirty years ago. It was thirty years ago when we got into high school, but um, you know mm-hmm. back in the early nineties, there were no buses, there were no party buses, there were uh, at least not mm-hmm. that I remember, and there were definitely no. no party buses, stripper poles. I mean, nope, that's unheard of back in back in the in the early nineties, the early to mid nineties. So, um, you know, it's it it's. <laughs> It's funny to think. It's funny to think of it now, like in context of what we would remember in high school and and how that would play out. But it's even funnier to think about it in the context of this stuff didn't exist. It's like it's like cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, we we think we talk yeah. about getting in trouble with with cell phones if they were around when we were in in high school. But it's the same thing. If there were stripper poles when we were in high school, that would have been hysterical on a bus. That would have been so a little sleepy. Little sleepy Agawam to have stripper poles. Oh my God, stripper poles and buses. That would have been the biggest scandal for the parents and the funniest thing for the kids. And oh my gosh, I can just imagine it. Oh, that would have been so funny. Veronica, what'd you think about this story when you heard it? I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, you know, when I think of Massachusetts, I was like, this feels on brand. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's not much to do. 
And I agree with Joe about the was it a the school to stripper pipeline and the <laughs> yeah. Listen, the, the ride there you know was better than the field trip. <laughs> yeah, you you know there's you know there's kids in that class who are like, yeah, I'm probably gonna end up being a stripper. Like if I even graduate <laughs> high school, I'm a I'm gonna go Get on the field trip and <laughs> right exactly. This is this is a good chance, and I could see what my peers think. You know, they're they're going to be harsh critics. Exactly. But, you know, I might get. I mean, maybe I make a few bucks. I don't know. I make a few bucks. Get a few girlfriends. Stuff. Yeah. The other thing that gets me is um the people driving at our national guard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And they're like having to like have these straight faces and be like underage children on stripper poles behind them. Anyway, this pandemic is insane, and people, we need to get this COVID under control because our kids are going to be strippers. I mean, (laughs) as long as they have masks on, it's fine, I guess. And I need National Guard to be doing other things besides driving buses in Massachusetts. (laughs) Well, yeah. But that's sad that we're losing bus drivers, though. Yeah. I mean, I think we had, Joe, did we have a bus driver that had, like, some sort of scandalous past or something? I'm trying to remember. Oh, geez. I think there was I'm sure a bus driver. There was money. So then he should I have been was a big, bus. Yeah, I think there was one that was, like, had some sort of past or whatever and got fired and when it was discovered and ah, I just can't remember. I think the whole, I think the precipice was they, they got into an accident and then during the investigation of the accident, it was found out that this person had like a sketchy past or whatever. Whatever. I just remember, I just remember having a bus driver with like the best attitude, like, I want to say it was my high school bus driver. I can't remember. It's been so long, like Joe said, but I've never not had a good bus driver. And oh, I have. Boomer was really? Oh. oh. And I oh. remember that Boomer yeah, most was of my... hated children. <laughs> then why drive a bus? This doesn't make sense. Anyway. Um, great out. Work at the office when they have terrible customer service. True. True, true. Um, so let's talk about the Emmys, shall we? We talked a little bit about um, Tobias Menzies winning his Emmy for um, the Crown, the Crown Prince Philip, which, again, Sure, he deserved it. It was a good role or whatever. But why wasn't he nominated for Outlander years ago? Because he would have won. Like, he was so good. Um, But here's the bigger problem. The bigger problem is there was a record number of People of color, and whenever I say, I don't know about anybody else, but whenever I say people of color, I mean people of color who are black, brown, 
Asian, and every color or shade in between. Um, just, you know, not people with melanin. People without melanin aren't people of color. That's just, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Um, out of all of those nominations, the historic nominations, having a trans woman be nominated for lead actress, we cleaned up in guest, <laughs> guest acting, let me tell you. Um, we did not win any major awards. The only major award that a person of color won was writing um, for I May Destroy You, um, Michaela Cole. Other than that, and she it was... also acting, you know? She what? She what? She should have also won for acting. She should have. And I know a lot of people are kind of saying, oh, you know, it should be the person that had the best performance. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. But here's the thing. The people that won, some of them have won before. So you're telling me their performance was so much better than anybody else nominated in the category. Gene Smart, I love you. I think that you're amazing. I've never seen the show Hacks. You're telling me that her performance in Hacks was better than anybody else's in that category? She's won before a few times. So I'm confused. Again, Tobias, he did an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. But you're telling me his job was so much more amazing than a lot of other people? Huh? Like, his, I think it was, this is what I think it was. He was on a hit show. He got a lot of press. And I love Tobias, don't get me wrong. He's an amazing actor. Trust me, I love him. But... He never once got nominated for um, Outlander, and he was far superior and a bigger presence on that show than he was on The Crown. So tell me why Michael K. Williams didn't win that award. Like, Lovecraft Country? You're telling me that man was not as good as Tobias, who just kind of wore, like, aesthetic makeup and was stern a couple times to Prince Philip. Are you kidding me? Uh, whatever. Um, Joe, what do you think about Emmy's so white? Um, I mean, it's the Emmys, so I'm not, mm. like, that surprised. I mean, obviously, you got a show like The Crown that is roundly praised by everyone and um, I'm not, I, again, I'm not surprised that some of these shows end up getting more popularity in the critic circles. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me as much as it, it as it probably should. Um, mm. but it, to me, like, to me when, you know, and, and I didn't watch the Emmys, I haven't watched the Emmys for years. Um, because for that reason, I just feel like it's a popularity mm. contest and, Oftentimes, the only the only time that you see anyone who's winning from something that um, is not just these kind of mainstream, you know, uh, productions, it, it, it's 
it's only because there's just so much public outcry that you, it's hard to ignore it. But I think that was that was kind of the issue this year. There mm-hmm. were so many there were so many nominees that you know that you that you assumed that that people would have to vote for or have to you know support all of these uh, you know these people of color that that had uh, that had been nominated and. I think it actually watered it down so much that people are like, well, it's fine if we don't, if, if we don't vote for them. Mm-hmm. There's so many nominations. And, and I think that, that that's one of the things that, that is frustrating about it because you don't know if it's really about who the best performer is, who, who actually mm-hmm. does the best writing or the best, you know, the best directing. It's, it's, it's a popularity contest that, um, that doesn't reward in my opinion, some of the best acting. I mean, for nothing, nothing obviously uh, aside from Michael K. Williams, but every, there were so many very, very, very talented people that should have won and didn't. Um, it's, I, again, I'm not, I'm not super surprised by it. Journey Smollett ran that show. She had that show on her back. And Jonathan Majors was like, and I'm talking about Lovecraft Country, the two of them, like, uh, 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 wow, they gave completely insane performances. Neither one of them won. Like, what? It was was a great show, too. It it was a great show. It was well written. They were, like, I'm not trying to take away from the winners. I'm just saying the best people in my opinion, did not win because the best people, the, the people that did win, they emoted standing still. These people were physical. Yeah. They were everywhere. Like it was whatever. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Veronica, you're in the industry. How do you feel about that? I mean, the awards have always been what, you know, Mm. So, awards are never about who's the best. I mean, people are amazing to even get nominated, you know, most of the time. And it's great when it, mm-hmm. like, lines up that the people, you know, that had probably, in my opinion, the best performance and win, but it doesn't always happen. But it was, I mean, I'm happy that TV's doing so well, that all these movie stars are, like, are not too good for TV anymore. But it's also, like, no, it's, like, harder to get roles. Um, but mm-hmm. there's so much great writing, great, so much great TV. So that's nice to see. And I love that there was all these nominations of people of color, but it just bothered me, the Emmys, that all these people nominated, nominated most didn't win. Um, and then also, like, they were trying to find whatever person of color to present the awards, and they were giving it to white people, and it just didn't sit right with me. Mm. Yeah. And, yep. and to your point, uh, I think you, I think you mentioned she said, like she didn't understand why her show wasn't nominated because they told her some technicality why it wouldn't be nominated, but there's no reason why it shouldn't have been eligible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the industry is so messed up. And then also, um, I think I, they lied to the disability activists saying that they're going to make it accessible the stage, and they did not. So <laughs> Emmys has got a lot of diversity issues and inclusion issues, even though they were like pat themselves on the back. <laughs> like, right. I, I think you mentioned I, I think you mentioned this last week about when we were talking about Mayor of Easttown and um and how Kate Winslet's you know accent was really just kind of half assed and, and not great. 
And the show itself is, is good. I, I will say I, I also watched um, some more of that this, this past week. Um, the show itself mm-hmm. is, 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 a, is a decent show. But, again, you know, Kate Winslet winning that <laughs> lead actress just seems, I don't, I don't know, it just seems like it, it, it's, it's not surprising when you have this, this person who is a, a, a major star in motion pictures and then gets on this, this um you know, this, this show and, and manages to, to win the award. I just, I don't know. I was, I was really surprised. And the fact she wrote it and just put all her trauma out there, you know, and it's so annoying to me that like black women have to put all the trauma out there and like to even get recognized and then still not even win the award. It's like, that's so frustrating to me. Yeah. What frustrated me is that Cynthia Irvino she played Aretha Franklin. She didn't just play her. She didn't just put on a wig. She didn't just get her voice down, per- her speaking voice down perfectly. She didn't just sing. This woman's British. Like, so she did so much in this role. She played it so perfectly. And because Kate Winslet is an Oscar winner, she wins. Let's just keep right. it real. That is the reason why she won. Cynthia was... I love you, baby girl, but Cynthia got this. That was an incredible eight episodes. I felt like I was watching Aretha. She sounded so much like her from the, the, the way that she would tilt her head, the way that she would freaking do anything. She was Aretha. And Kate Winslet is like, oh, you're a blimey. And she won. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, whatever. Well, as much buzz as... I have issues with her, and a lot of people have issues with her, so I can see why she would not be popular. Cynthia Erivo. Really? Oh, we gotta get some tea later. It's all all on, like, the internet. So, when she was doing Harriet, uh, I don't know if you remember, Mm -hmm. it came to light that she said some not great things about black Americans, because, you know, she's British. So... Right. There's always, listen, and maybe you experience it as an Asian person. Being a black American, we are looked differently by Africans, Jamaicans. Um, Every person not black American is looked differently and kind of looked down on. Not going to lie. But it's kind of like an African-American history, and you're like going to look down on it. African American. Well, I don't know. I didn't wasn't happy about that. But I'm just saying the I'm not surprised. I don't know. I don't feel like I just feel like really deserved it for that category. And what about the buzz from um Anya Taylor Joy? The buzz on the Queen's Gambit, she didn't even win? Like I understand she's, you know, another white girl, whatever. But He's not the a buzz movie on star. her, like not a movie star, no. She was in that stupid ass, awful, disgusting, dumb movie split where she played a moron. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I fucking hated that movie. Anyway, Sounds bad. Um, uh, but also, I don't want to point like, oh yeah, I'm just saying, but the award ceremony, like, it's it's not about mm. to me, not who's like the best. It's about who has the best publicist. You know oh. what I mean? The buzz. And that tends to be white people because press tends to cover white people. 
they don't tend to cover mm. the non-white people. So that's why another reason why like they have an edge when it comes to awards time because it's a campaign like politics, right? So like, you have to yeah. go out there and meet people and the voters and get press and all that stuff. That's why it's like crown wins again. I'm like, you won so many. Spread around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like good, and it is really good show. I mean, it is pretty amazing. But again, <laughs> like. There are a lot of new performances that should have been recognized. Yeah, and I do true. like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you should check. I've out. never seen one episode, not one. It's about women in stand-up comedy, so I like it from that aspect. And I do oh, love Jean Smart. Okay. Like I was joking, I wanted to be adopted by her because I discovered that she's a adopted a kid from China. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> so and like, she yeah. was not only that. But she was nominated in two categories this year. I know. Supporting I mean, actress in... HBO um, Darling. Yeah. Mary Town. Um, yeah, Mary Town and then in Hacks. So it's like... What the hell? Anyway. Um, I will say this. I was conflicted with supporting actress because Jillian Anderson was Margaret Thatcher. For me, she was just like Cynthia, where she just looked, sounded, and tilted her head, just like Margaret Thatcher. Um, Helena Bonham Carter was good as Princess Margaret, but when is Helena Bonham Carter not good? But the other one that I really, really liked um, was the one who, and I can never pronounce her name, she played Hippolyta on um, Lovecraft Country. I thought she was fantastic she blew me out of the water because yeah, i'd seen her in other ball. things i'd seen her in like quantico and she was just a straight laced person so to see her in this i'm like wait a minute this is not the same actress holy shit she blew me away blew me away so amazing um i was actually surprised that emerald Fennel didn't win for Camilla Parker Bowles because she won an Oscar for writing. So I was shocked. They didn't give her like an Oscar and an Emmy in the same season or whatever, but she was also good though too. But yeah, I was, um, and if you look at the nominees, it was the Crowner Lovecraft Country or the Handmaiden's Tale. Just those handful. Although, you know, Lovecraft Country did deserve every nomination it got. Um, I know. I'm so sad. Not a second season. Not a second season. Got shut out of every award. But here we are. Makes um, sense. It was so. Uh, yeah. I learned I so much from that show. It was so compelling. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. And also, like that, and apparently, they're real. Walking through that fire—that's like my dream to have that happen. I want to. I want a scene with me just walking through the fire. <laughs> oh boy what were you going to say Joe um, I was going to say apparently we should be watching Ted Lasso apparently it's really good I saw the first season I haven't seen the second season yet because I don't have Apple TV I'm waiting for my screener but the first but it is really good, good. Yeah, really apparently. Good. I expect to like it but I actually ended up really like it. It's a really great ensemble. Okay. Like the performances are killer. 
I'm actually surprised that WandaVision didn't get more nominations. I'm going to say it. I was shocked. I was like, really? Huh. Only those two acting ones? All right. I mean, I guess. There was a lot of nominees, though, in every category. I want to say more than ever. It was, like, crammed. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Guess we'll see next year what happens. I do think, and I'm going to say it right now, I don't care how good Ted Lasso is as a comedy. Bowen Yang got robbed. That man is hilarious on Saturday Night Live. I, I cannot think of anyone more funny than him in that cat. Like, he is hilarious on that show. How he did not win is beyond me, but whatever. Um, the last serious topic that we have is good old Trump. He's back in the news. He's back in the news. Has he ever left? Not in a good way. What would you say, Joe? Has he ever left? He still says he's president. Yeah. He still says he's president, but here's the good news. Um, He's not. (laughs) That's the good news. Um, So, I think that we can all agree the big lie is real. He, He did lie. So he's being sued. Well, his campaign is being sued by a man named Eric Coomer. Um, Eric was a director of product strategy. And basically, he oversaw the voting machines for Dominion voting system. The Republican Party called Eric by name and said, he fixed the machine so that Biden can win. Eric decided campaign for defamation of character. In the suit, documents were released. Official documents were released that said the Trump organization knew Dominion did not do any wrongdoing but lied and carried that on because a couple of people in the organization didn't want to believe it. So that small faction didn't want to believe it, spread the big lie, and now we're here. They knew the truth. Trump himself knew the truth. According to these documents, knew the truth, but spread the lie and still went to the different courts, wasting their time, knowing exactly what happened. They knew mid-November and still spread the lie. And I think if they win, if Eric wins this defamation case, I fully hope that the impeachment is reopened because, because of him and his big lie, and now it's been proven in a court of law, and I'm going to defer to you, Joe, on this, could that reopened the case because that big lie fueled the fire for the insurrection. What are your thoughts so, on that, Joe? So the, the, the biggest thing is you, 
when you're talking about impeachment, like that process mm-hmm. has already ended twice. Um, I don't, you know, I don't see how they can legitimately reopen it. Um, I guess I'm I think thinking yeah, more larger... about so he doesn't run again. That's what I mean. So he doesn't run in 2024 ever. That's what I mean. So, so I think that was the whole purpose of the initial or the second impeachment was to kind mm-hmm. of set the stage so that that wasn't going to be a possibility. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. as we've seen bipartisan politics play out, um, it didn't work. And so realistically he can run again. Um, I think it's, you know, the, the big lie has continued to fester and continued to be a, a, a huge sore spot in American politics because you've got a huge swath of Republican leaning uh, voters and Republican, you know, that uh, Republican registered voters um, that believe it. And they say, you know, they, Mm. they, they say that Trump won the election. They do not think Biden is legitimately the president right now. So it's, it's, it's hard to count the enormous power that that has over the, you know, the, the future elections that are coming up, whether it's the midterms or, um, you know, coming up with a viable candidate to run on the, the Republican ticket in 2024. So I think we're, we're at a really weird place where it doesn't matter how much evidence and how much information comes out that refutes that the election was a legitimate election. It was was not stolen. It doesn't matter how much, um, you know, how many court cases are won. The the big lie continues because people are not willing to accept the legitimacy of it based on all of this, um, you know, this, this information that's been coming out for years that has eroded our confidence in so many different American institutions, the election system mm-hmm. being one of them. It's a really could, crappy place for a museum. So you don't think it could even be like new evidence presented would reopen it? I don't. People who are going to support it, like no matter what, have no critical thinking skills. They're like, mm. yeah. you know, once people have set their minds to something, they're just not going to let it go. Because then that would admit that they followed the wrong person and down this horrible, horrible path. And the people are not ready to face People are dying from COVID and will not accept that it's COVID. But it's yeah. funny we say that because the people dying from COVID are typically the people that said that COVID didn't exist. So they're dying from something they, they disputed, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Not funny, haha, but funny, like, mm. people are willing to die from this information. Oh, insane. Yeah, we're, Interesting. We're, just, we're just not in a, we're not in a great place where people are able to discern facts. And I know we, we, we said this a little bit earlier in the show that Google is free, but if you're, if you're mm-hmm. Googling information, regardless of, of how much you think you're looking for the truth and your, your question is already a biased question, you're going to find biased answers. And that's what a lot of the, the, the QAnon phenomenon, it seems to support, is that people are not able to discern truth from fiction because they are, they're, looking for, they're looking for that, that information that supports their, uh, you know, their, um, their biased vision of, of the world in general. 
And so when they find this information that supports it more and more and more, they become more deeply entrenched in that false perception of what reality actually is. And there's a lot of people that have been, have been uh, subjected to that and are, are now, you know, they're, they're down that rabbit hole never to return. Hmm. It permeates so many other things besides just politics. It's like we're saying about COVID, people that don't believe in COVID are also typically people that believe the election was stolen. And, you know, they believe in a lot of this, uh, this misinformation that's been put out there about, about everything. The government is, is doing all these things, to these nefarious things to you. The, um, you know, the, 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 the election was stolen. The, um, you know, you, you, you have to support these, these laws that, um, you know, that, that limit voting because there's shadiness going on. And then it starts to just continue to permeate all of these other areas that, that create a societal upheaval. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to Veronica, did you, did you guys read, um, speaking of believing stupidity and lies, Derek Chauvin's actually trying to appeal his conviction saying he didn't get a chance to strike um, jurors that were biased. So he wants to appeal his conviction. And the judge was like, uh, yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Because if you thought that they were biased before, imagine right now. Um, so it's not just about like, that is to Joe's point, because when you end the trial, I know. you always do a large I know. That's, that's like, I know. Ugh. Separate. He's trying to, and he's doing it without a lawyer because he doesn't have any money. So he's trying to get a public defender to, but the judge is like, no, we're not going to do this again. Like, you got a fair trial. Stay in your, your prison cell. Like, no, I don't believe it. I think there, that we could have a better trial. What? You want to you want to put yourself through this again? Like, anyway, Veronica, what's your take on all this? I mean, it's just been going on for years. It's sort of like misinformation and blaming other people and just this power mm-hmm. grab. Because like even bigger than that is to me is like um, the Eastman memo, where there was an, a detailed plan for the coup, which mm-hmm. which is part of we had the January sixth attack on the Capitol because they were going to try to force Pence to, like, go against the Constitution and democracy. But it's, like, crazy. We got saved by Dan Quayle and Mike Pence. <laughs> but if they hadn't right. been there, we would not have democracy anymore. And I just don't understand why, like, the main news networks are not covering it. It's so crazy to me. I think and we then all I'm know like, why. Or lack of information, misinformation. If like people don't know this is happening, they don't know how serious a problem this was. Like I mm-hmm. knew it at the time, but it's like all these facts are coming out just valid, you know. But it's just like I, didn't, I want a democracy. Right. We're never going to have a true democracy ever. I don't think. And there's always going to be a government that people are going to hate. Like, people don't like the monarchy. People don't like this democracy. People don't like communism in China. Like, there's always going to be problems in government. There's never going to be a perfect government. We just kind of have to choose the worst of the worst. Um, I don't know. 
I'll tell you what would solve it all. A national, uh, making election day a national holiday and allowing people to be able to not have to work on that day. I, I yeah. mean, I think great, greater access to vote. I don't know why we haven't well, gotten to that point. It, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why we haven't gotten to that point where, you know, it's become a national holiday and that everyone has the opportunity to go out and, and vote. Um you know, mm-hmm. other other countries do it. It's just it's crazy to me that we you know we're supposed to be the the greatest democracy in the in the world, and for some reason mm-hmm. there are these barriers, legitimate barriers to being able to vote, and and what's supposed to be a free election. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is get rid of the filibuster and pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Mm. But they're stopping it because they know that it won't help them. So yeah. It's a free society in air. Hungary with like an authoritarian government (laughs) instead of the U.S. And I still remember like um, not this year, but I think it was the year before. During 9-11, a bunch of the Republican congressmen were like hanging out with like Putin and stuff like that. This is how much they care about Mm. America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By learning authoritarian like tactics to like undermine democracy. Yeah, speaking of 9-11, you know, can you imagine being in a boxing match instead of going in the memorials and honoring the dead? <laughs> That's how American and so presidential someone is. It does, actually, which is crazy to me. I don't think it's right, but it sounds on par, unfortunately. Uh, and as bad as this country is, it's probably the best country in the world sometimes on some levels with some communities. I know for LGBT it's the the better of the countries, but yeah. Any other um, topics that we didn't cover that you wanted to discuss, Veronica? Okay, Joe. <laughs> um, I didn't have anything really earth shattering to bring up this week. Um, I think we I think we hit the the one the big one that I wanted to talk about, which was obviously this political kerfuffle that's that's constantly ongoing. So, up oh, sorry, she she accidentally dropped. I didn't see her. Go back to Veronica. Oh. Did you have anything else? I'm sorry. What do you? I don't know what you heard. Oh, um, I was just asking, was there any topic that we didn't cover this week? Uh, just the coup not being covered by a major network was the big thing for me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think, I don't think we... She left anything on the table. Um, I hate to ask this, Veronica, but was there anything that was a bright spot this past week that you were kind of like, oh, this is a shitty week, but hey, at least that happened? I mean, the only, I guess, good thing is that um, my reading is coming along, my uh, Romeo and Juliet. Nice. So nice. I 
auditioning actors, and it's so amazing to see all the talent that's out there. So that's exciting. There's you know, always a bright spot. That's the thing that keeps me going, you know? Mm-hmm. Good. And then I had a sketch show on Friday where I got to nice. play that nun I told you about where we got accused of shooting por- nun porn and, the, you know, it was a conversation. So weird. Nothing we were doing that indicated that, that it was sexual weird. in any way. <laughs> yeah, because the sketch was about um, it, it was a mashup of Sound and Music nun and um, mm-hmm. uh, Housewives. It was called got The Nuns it. of Salzburg. Oh, I don't know. Trick people are weird. Oh, and speaking of, like, I'm getting a lot of religious yet. I got an audition to play the Virgin Mary. So I played a nun and I'll put audition. What in the Mary. hell? <laughs> what? Working that out, apparently. <laughs> a singing Virgin Mary. Oh. What? I don't know. It's been, like, it's been, it's been a weird thing. What a and weird thing to I be typecast. I went to the store and um, they were selling hummus. But the brand was called mm-hmm. Holy Hummus. And it was oh, like, my you know, hummus, gracious. Uh, like Nazareth, you know, oh, or something on. like that. So I was like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of signs. So, like, of course I had to buy it. And it actually yeah. was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is crazy. So, if Only you. Holy Hummus, your grocery store, uh, enjoy. No, I'm oh, gonna be looking for this. Oh, when I was shooting the sketch for the nuns, at, mm-hmm. we were shooting at a church. Um, so because of yeah. alphas, there was a people who were fighting, and I had a, a wine glass in my hand, and I was just like threatened to hit her with it, like they do. Um, mm-hmm. Glass shattered in my hand, <gasps> and I didn't hit anything. I was like, oh, good. Oh yeah, my goodness. <laughs> Yikes. What um, what do you have for shout outs? Do you want to shout out anybody? Mm, yes. Well, shout out to actors and artists everywhere because to create art during the pandemic and not get recognized by the Emmys or the Tonys because the Tonys are tonight. And there's a lot of artists that should have been recognized. Well, oh, I, I don't mm. know if you heard about, I read any letters that some of the cast members, like the toxic abuses they had to deal with during some of these shows that are nominated. So, oh, my goodness. Anyways, I'm cheering for Karen Oliva because she's quitting Broadway because they treated her very badly. But I'm hoping that she oh. will come out. That'd be a nice send-off for her. Yeah, because, like, it's a, oh. it's a great loss. Because she's like, you know, we did all this, like, can't, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff and then Scott Rudin stuff we're supposed to get rid of and she saw no change. She's like, why am I, you know, starving myself mm. and putting my weight to a week to like for an industry that doesn't care about its people, you know? Mm. So sad. On to bigger and better, girl. Joe, And it's um, funny, I... I was surprised that she left the show because I got an audition for to to be that Satine and Moulin Rouge on Broadway. It's so crazy. And I was wondering, like, why did she leave? And then seeing that letter that she wrote, uh, it was in LA Times. Like, definitely check it out. I'm like, uh, there was a missed bullet. Sometimes you just get fed up and you're just like, I, I've had enough. That's it. We all have our break. And she already point. has a Tony for West Side Story, so, but still. Mm. 
you could have had so many more. Mm. Poor thing. Joseph, what is what are your um, Eva Mendez moments in your shout out? Um, I think they they go simultaneously with um with the with the wedding I was at yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, to Jason and and Katie who had a wonderful wonderful wedding. It was um, not the most COVID friendly, but that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're trying to learn to live with it as best as as we can. Um, and shout out to uh, to my wife who is uh, my awesome dance partner. It's the first time we've uh, hey. we've had a chance to. The first time we've had a chance to dance in a long time. It's awesome. Aww. So, yeah, because yeah, you didn't dance at your wedding, right? It wasn't like that kind of wedding. Yeah, it was just like a like a little, it's like a yeah. little shindig for our wedding. So it was it was awesome yeah. to be able to get out and uh, and dance. And the the band yeah. was awesome. They were awesome. This band, shout out to the zoo. They were they were something else. Nice. Good for you. So it was a it was a great celebration. Happy for you, buddy. Thank you. Um, I think my Eva Mendez moment was seeing my cousin Tori yesterday, and just like it's so rare that my actual family, like my actual blood relatives, get to meet my family. And so, like, knowing that my sister by love and my cousin by blood are going to get to know each other now, it's just, like, cool. And she's, Tori's amazing. She's an amazing mom. She's an amazing wife. She's an amazing cousin. <laughs> the first thing she said when she saw me, because I, I was on the bleachers and I turned around, we were at the Clark Field, Joe, in West Springfield. And I, like, turned around, oh, yeah. and I'm like, Tori. And she, I went over, I hugged her. She goes, oh, my God, look at your boobs. And I'm like, that's the first thing you say to me? Like, when you see me? Like, really? That's the first thing you notice? Like, it was, Keeping it's, it real. It's just so funny how, how honest my family is. Yeah. And then at the same time, my other cousin was sending me baby pictures of when I was a kid, and she <laughs> She goes, um, my, her mother, she got the nickname Miss Boo. I don't know how she got the nickname Boo, but when I was four, I went up to her because all the adults would call her Boo. Hey, Boo, hey, Boo, hey, Boo. And this was before the, like, the nickname My Boo came around. I don't know. I think maybe they scared her as a kid. and I don't know, whatever. So I went up to her and I said, can I call you Boo? And she said, no, but you can call me Miss Boo. And so everybody in the family after that called her Miss Boo. And she, um, my cousin said to me that me, my grandmother, and her mother, who was Miss Boo, were the sassy, fiery, um, fearless people in the family. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because I got along with Miss Boo very well. Um, And it just kind of reminded me, like, I don't know, just like where I came from and where I got my attitude from and where I got my strength from. It was, you know, it was like a, a nice little moment of clarity, I guess. So, um, yeah. 
And my shout out goes to this is gonna sound weird, but I have to you have to go with me on this. American daytime actors. American daytime actors are so much more possible than I feel any other actors on the planet. I feel like they're more accessible than Broadway actors, than movie stars. They are in our living rooms five days a week. And we go on Twitter and we post on Instagram and they respond and they like. And I give them so much credit for dealing with some of the crazies. Like I told you before, this one guy, his name is Aaron, Aaron D. Spears. This person on Twitter literally called him the N-word, but they were talking about his character. And I'm like, how do you deal with that? And um, I just, I give them so much credit for having to deal with us soap fans. Back in the day before there was Twitter and anything, there was this girl on General Hospital. Her name is uh, Sarah Joy Brown. She played the bad girl on the show at the time, Carly. She said that one time she got slapped in the face by a fan who told her to stay out of her mother and Tony's marriage. Tony is her character, Carly's stepfather. So she, she literally got slapped in the face for what her character did on the street. So I just, I don't know. I, I think that daytime actors are so much more resilient than, and they put up with so much bullshit their industry gets made fun of. They're forced to do these strikes with people who make fun of them and their industry. I, I just, yeah, shout out to daytime actors. So. That is it. Yeah, go ahead. What was that, Veronica? Go ahead, Veronica. Oh, I'm just saying, like, the soap stars, like, they the ones I've met were all, like, incredibly talented as well as, like, some of the gracious, nicest people I've ever met. Oh, the soap stars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So, like, friendly, and and I didn't feel like they were fake. And I remember going to a fan club luncheon with my mother, and um, this guy on the cast, I had been doing it for about five years. This guy on the cast was like, and, and, again, remind you, this fan club luncheon happened every year. He's probably meet, met millions of people within the year. And I said, hey, you know, John, obviously I had to transition at the time. I'm like, I'm David. He's like, I remember you. You're always here. And I'm like, how the hell does he remember me? Like, that was just, it still stuck with me to this day. So. You're also memorable. What were you going to say? Oh, thank you. What were you going to say, Joe? I was going to say that um, usually it's, it's, it has seemed pretty consistent in the past several weeks that we get an update about what you and Casey are working on. And uh, mm. what, do you, what, what are the updates? What are the updates? Anything? Um, we're still working on a actual podcast soap opera and when I say that I mean daily soap opera Um, and Uh we have found a writer to help us write those um, those episodes 
So I want to save the surprise because everybody's going to know the writer. So I want to save that as a surprise. Um, I'm also constantly coming up with different shows, and Casey's like, can we finish the shows that we're doing? But I can't help it. The juices are flowing. I came up with another show last night um, just on a whim. I don't know. I just, like, we're, con- we're like, in the be- very beginning stages. So we want to kind of write some shows before we put feelers out for producers. Um, mm-hmm. So he's pretty much at episode three. And I will say Casey has, for the brunt of the writing, um, first of all, he loves to write. Second of all, it's like working with with your identical twin. He and I think so much alike so that when he writes an episode and I read it, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I still don't understand it because I'm literally 20 years older than this man, but we get things like we're so in sync with our thinking. Um, We created a show that will feature myself, Veronica, and another actress. And he's two episodes away from finishing the first season. Um, Like literally he is, we're just like, we're constantly writing stuff. And on that show, Joe will play a dirtbag, so I can't wait for that. Again, oh, wait, what? not a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the one where you play the dirtbag. Three Randolph spinoff. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> 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 I don't know. We've got two shows right now. I'm working on the third. Lord, we need to just, we need to calm down. Even he's like, all right, we need to, like, creatively calm down. But, yeah, I can't help it. I just love to write. And when I'm around somebody as creative as me, I just, we can't help it. The two of us get together, and we just, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry. Our friends will constantly be employed. Constantly. (laughs) Yeah, I need some of your magic because I've been in writer's block for so long. And I have, like, so much stuff I have to write. And it's so funny because as a writer, and I'll tell you this, you'll get one thing that just clicks open that door and suddenly you're just, like, writing left and right. Because this time last year, I was stagnant. I didn't write this much. And now it's like I'm constantly writing, constantly. Ugh. I just, I kind of want to stop, but at the same time, I can't. So. so I'll keep you posted on that, and we're really excited about those two projects. And actually, no, there's going to be a fourth project. Yeah, there's a fourth project. And two ways. Um, last goodbyes before we, we go. We'll do a roundtable, I guess. Joe, any final thoughts? No final thoughts for me. It's great as usual. I always enjoy chat, our little chats on Sunday. So um, yeah. that's it. That's all I got. Nothing crazy. Nice. Veronica? Um, excited for fall. And apple mm. spice is better than pumpkin spice. I'll, I'll agree. Agree. I'll even take it one step further. Apple cider is better than pumpkin spice, but I do like them both. I do like them both. Mm. Anyways, 
Now I gotta go Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Um, as always, thanks for so listening. Shoot that. <laughs> I know. Of course it is. Hello. I'm like a math hole through and through. Hello. Um, we have really good in New York. New York. Better than donuts. You have really good what? Donut places. Oh. Yeah, we have Dunkin'. That's about it. <laughs> I tried those little mom and pop ones. They're not as good as Dunkin'. I'm sorry. Donut can't help dip? it. Ew. Oh, Don't my swear goodness. Don't. How dare you? <sighs> How dare you? Donut dip? I'm not eating in a place called Donut Dip. And Krispy Kreme can go fuck them. Ew. All right. Ew. Anyways, I can get up Thanks again. It's delicious. <laughs> Especially when you get, like, in the South. So much better. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> I'm not a Krispy Kreme. Yeah, person. they don't make it properly I in the North and the South. It's amazing. I, I, I tried it once, and it was just too sugary. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I haven't tried it since. That was, like, a long time ago. Anyway. When um, I was growing up, I grew up. I grew up behind a Krispy Kreme, and so when those hot mm-hmm. donut signs come up, childhood memory. How did you grow up behind the Krispy Kreme and you're still skinny? Like, that angers me. <laughs> like, it really literally angers me that you're so skinny. Well, I'm not skinny anymore, thank you, But as a child, mm. I was burning a lot of energy because I was doing too much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a lot that, more. that's a good point. Same. Okay. Well, thanks again for joining me today. We'll have to do it next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Be safe. Don't spread lies. Mind your business. Wash your hands. And please wash your feet in the shower. And your butt. And your butt. <laughs> I was waiting for Joe. I was waiting for Joe. <laughs> And your butt. He's such an ass. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Joe, for that. I I appreciate that. That (laughs) input. Such an ass. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.